Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic of the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic of the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing well, I think. Good, good. Uh, nothing particularly interesting to report, but I'm alive, so... Yeah, same right. here. It's been a little while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just keep kind of forgetting when it's a Monday, you know? Yeah. And it gets to like I guess half it, eight on a Monday, I'm like, oh, it's too late to record now, so... <laughs> I just ruined it for another week. <laughs> So we've had like bank holidays and stuff, and I, I've been busy. Yeah, I think yeah. you've been busy, and yeah, just one of those things. And then in the meantime, like they've gone and announced everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny that like I haven't really done anything. I've not really been busy, and uh, recording the podcast is one of the highlights of my week. But I still never remember to do it. So <laughs> we'll be back. We're good. We're, we're never going to miss another one. It's fine. Hell yeah, yeah. Oh, of course not. Professional podcast. <laughs> so professional. Uh, yeah, everything is, has happened, how, so there's a lot to talk yeah. about. How's your, uh, how's your your magic playing been since we uh, we last spoke? Yeah, I haven't really played much. Um, it's been playing a bit with friends when I can. Uh, I did a, a Streets of New Capenna draft. Oh, nice. That was, how was that? This, uh, this experience. I went 3-0. God knows how. Sweet. <laughs> was, what did you What did you draft? Uh, Maestros. Was it Was it Bant? No, it that's wasn't. The best color by far. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, so I, I hadn't really uh, looked at the set at all. Like, hadn't really looked at any of the cards outside of the things that were worth money. Um, hadn't really consumed any content on draft like I had with other sets because I just I just never draft these days. Um, yeah. But we needed another person to fill the seat, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll draft. Um, but yeah, I drafted Maestros, splashing white. Or I guess it's obscure splashing red. Um, I have no idea. I've drafted <laughs> this set so many times, and I have no idea what those color, what those words so, mean. <laughs> Grixis Gr- splashing white or Esper splashing red. Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, I, I mean, I first picked a Maestro's Charm because it seems like a powerful card, and the rest of the pack was kind of bad. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great great card for for limited. Yeah, and then I kept getting past like removal spells and stuff, and then I kept getting past white removal spells. I was like, sh- I guess. I guess Esper's open then, that's fine, and then it wasn't anymore, and then Grixis was open again and then turns out the two people around me were also in blue-black somehow, but I got a bunch of blue-black yeah. cards um, but yeah, <laughs> nice. I had the, uh, the four-mana Esper legend uncommon that's whenever you draw a card drain your opponent for one yep, and then, that card is ridiculously good. very good, and then uh, a fair few connive creatures, and then the one drop that you can pay three mana to connive yeah, so yeah. I, I genuinely won most of my games by just conniving three times in a turn and draining them for three uh yeah i i, I had that i went seven nil in a draft on arena yep where i it had just just drafted the most busted deck uh i had had that i had the uh the esper mythic as well uh just like draws a card whenever a creature attacks yeah <laughs> it's just just felt like cheating like it really did yeah connive is a hell of a mechanic especially when my deck was like yeah the mono removal spell that like i'd cast my three for flyer or whatever, and also it would draw me deeper into my deck to find removal spells. So whatever my opponent yeah. did didn't matter. <laughs> uh, it was that I mean, was fun. I I always like drafting. I just never get around to it. Um, but yeah, I went went three zero somehow, so that was nice. Sweet, sweet. You know what mechanic that I absolutely love that I I found is the uh, the one way you can exile the card from your uh, you can exile the card from your hand and then uh, target land taps for. One of the three colors, and then you can oh, cast yeah. it from XR. Yeah, that's, that's that, me- like, that mechanic. Has, 
it, it hasn't got a name, but I, I feel like they should give that mechanic a name and bring it back in future sets because that's really cool. I love that mechanic. Yeah, because it's like it's on the six drops, and the six drops are just fine. They're just like big creatures in those colors, right? Like it's a, it's yeah, a yeah, banned yeah. creature or whatever that does a thing when it ETBs, uh, which you would yeah. probably play one of in your banned deck, but you can just discard them and fix your mana. So you can. It makes obviously building three color decks in the three color format a lot easier, and you can splash in easily. I really love yeah. the design. It's just it's a, such a sweet design, um, and I don't know. I don't think this is a great three color set. Um, the, the, it's the, it's not it's not cons. It certainly is not cons. Attacker. That's the easy comparison. But, right? So it sucks by comparison. Yeah. But, um, it's. I mean, that's a sweet mechanic for it, and I think some of the some of the cards are really cool. It's just I've multicolored sets are have historically been the best draft formats, right? And this one feels like a bit of a miss yeah. in comparison to the rest of the rest of them. Um, but I mean, it's still a great draft set, and the last draft, the draft sets for the last five years have all been at, at least like C pluses. So we can't really complain. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as as Kamigawa Neon Dynasty was to draft. But yeah. also, I probably can't imagine myself getting bored of drafting the set ever. So no, I, I would draft this yeah, again for sure. Pretty good. Sure. Pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of drafts, since we we last did one of these episodes, I actually participated in an in-person draft. Hell yeah! Was, uh, <laughs> what are you spending time with human wild. beings in the meat space? I know. It was the first time for years. Uh, I drafted Conspiracy Take the Crown. Uh, I had a really sweet draft. Like my draft was was fantastic. It was really fun. Felt good to draft again. But I I drafted a, a blue white shitters deck in a, in a multiplayer format, so I got yeah. absolutely wrecked in all the games I played. That's a bad call. Honestly, <laughs> that's not great. You drafted a really sweet one v one deck. Yeah, yeah. It was it was sweet. It was really cool. Um, I mean, Palace Jailer still does the work. Oh, that's still a very good card. Yeah, it is. Yeah, just all not great when. You got three people like they can attack you instead of just one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's well documented how much you love multiplayer magic. Yeah, mm, yeah. I just, I just love combat, right? <laughs> and politics. Your it's great. It's like, things. hey, I'm the monarch, and then ten seconds later, I'm no longer the monarch, and I'm never the monarch again for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, it was great fun though. It was, yeah. I, I loved drafting again in person. Definitely want to start doing those more regularly again. I think. I think we're definitely in a safe enough space where we, we can do that regularly now. Well, whether it's a safe That's enough good. space or not, it's, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's very definitely. funny watching no, people uh, pop off about SCG Con not requiring masks and vaccines when you live in the UK. Where, mm. <laughs> where there are no, no restrictions whatsoever and magic events are happening everywhere and everything's back to how it was pre-COVID. Um, but yeah, magic back, so that's the main thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It is back with an absolute boom. So we got a a big stream, a big reveal stream for like everything, pretty much over the next year. Yeah. Uh, last week, and it's I guess where do you want to start? God knows. I find There's these a hell of a lot to go through. I find these streams so when they first started doing this uh, with like the the big announcement day or whatever. Uh, I was like, yeah, oh. announcement day, day was cool. I was like, cool, okay, so we know when everything's going to... You, you know everything all in one day, and you don't miss out on information, and it's all there if you need to find it, and all the... Um, you know, all the like, news, magic news places are sharing all the information, so it's easy to find. But it's so overwhelming. There are just so many things. Um, I guess the 40k commander decks are the easiest place to start, because they're going to be the most... The next thing that comes out, right? Yeah, uh, ooh. I think. <laughs> I, Who knows? 
would assume so. I I don't know actually. I'm not. I'm unsure when when they are released. But it will either be the 40 Commanded X or it'll be Double Masters. And I feel like there's a lot more to talk about in terms of Double Masters. So that's let's start with 40k. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, we got the 40k Commander decks. Uh, we know what they are going to be. There are going to be four of them. Uh, and we know that they are uh, Necron Dynasties, Forces of the Imperium, Tyranid Swarm, and the Ruinous Powers. So we have a, a Necron deck, uh, an Imperium deck, a Tyranid deck, and a Chaos deck. Yeah. And then we're also going to get three secret layers on top of that. So there's going to be the secret layer Warhammer 40k Orcs, Secret Lair, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, and Secret Lair, Blood Bowl. Secret Lairs. It's very cool. Yeah. I, I like that they managed to fit kind of everything in. Obviously, like, the Imperium is quite <laughs> a bit of a fucking unwieldy thing to fit into a commander deck. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Imperium we know is is the Space Marines, Imperial Guard, Sisters of Battle. They're all in there. It's all the, the quote-unquote forces of man. Yeah, yeah. A little bit disappointing there's no Tau or Eldar, but yeah, that's what the thing. are you going to do? Like, you can't fit it all in, so you, you've got to put like the big two Xenos factions in, right? In Necrons and Tyranids. And then yeah. you've got to jam in the Orcs in the secret layer, I guess. Because um, you've got you've got to have Orcs represented. And then yeah, yeah. then that means that some of them are left out. Because, I mean, I, I, was, I had no idea how they were going to do it, really. Because you've got so many factions, and having them each represented would have been very, very difficult. But, like... All of the forces of man is fine, and then a chaos one is fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then just Age of Sigmar can just have its. Oh, own no one cares about Age of Sigmar, do they? It's, yeah, it's the only thing, me. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing with Age of Sigmar is that they have the best models, uh, but no one plays it, yeah. so who cares? <laughs> it's the problem. It's the problem with Sigmar is it's it's objectively the coolest in terms of actual miniatures, uh, but no one plays it. And it's really weird when you find someone who only plays Age of Sigma. Um, so I, I, I mean, it's it's nice that they're representing it along with Blood Bowl as well, like the Blood Bowl Secret Lair. I yeah, will be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is sweet. It's an, it's a cool way to do it. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I do not Commander anymore, but I will be buying the Tyranid Commander deck because yeah, it's a cool I'm thing. I'm not somebody who's like this is 100 percent one of the products that just is not for me. Uh, I. I'm I'm down with universes beyond. If that's what you want to do, go ahead and go go wild with it. Uh, it's it's not for me. I'm not particularly interested in Warhammer 40k Magic cards. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people out there who will buy these decks and enjoy these decks. Yeah. I mean, they're really sweet. Uh, I, I I like it a lot. Yeah. And it, it works as well because like there's a huge crossover between um, artists that work on Magic the Gathering and artists that work for Games Workshop. So that yeah, the, totally. the art isn't. Like, sure, it's kind of weird because they're literally just giant machine guns and power armor. Um, but, like, the, the art style and the aesthetic is still very, very similar to Magic generally. It's not, it's yeah, not definitely, quite as jarring definitely. as, like, the, the Stranger Things secret lair. Oh, yeah, it's nowhere near as jarring as the Stranger Things secret lair or, or the Walking Dead secret lair or any of that, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's fine. It's, it's like I said, I do think they are cool. Uh, they're just not a product that I'm interested in, in spending money on. Yeah. I mean, some of the spoilers look kind of cool as well. They're cool designs. You've got yeah. you've got a, an Abaddon, an Abaddon. No one knows how it's. Yeah, balanced. the the blood for the blood card god card is is quite interesting. I do like that one. It's cool. It's a card called blood for the blood card. They had to do that. 
It's yeah. very sweet. Oh, yeah. Very sweet. You've got a Vanguard's Presser, which does a cool mechanic. And then there's a, a promo? I don't know where this promo comes from. Uh... <laughs> the Hipsters of the Coast tweet is just, it is a promo for the product. <laughs> Great. Which is a, yeah, a Fabricate with uh, like an Admech guy on it, which looks really cool. It makes a lot of sense, flavor-wise, I guess. Search for an Artifact card. I really like that they're doing like the like the flavor text or the flavor mechanics, I guess, like they, they yeah, did yeah. from um, the Dungeons Dragon set to to represent things. So you can have things like like suppressing fire when it does this, whatever. And rather than have it be a fully fledged mechanic, you just give it a bit of a name. Yeah, I think it, it works really, really well in this universe beyond space. Yeah, I think I think it's really good. It was good with uh, Avengers of the Forgotten Realms, just like trying to get something as unwieldy as D anD. d you know, demonstrated on this many magic cards. That's just an extra way to yeah. add flavors. Like, uh, Abaddon has Mark of Chaos Ascendant. Like, you you get to add extra flavor as well as all the cards, so you can fit a lot in. It's really sweet. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this product and just seeing all the cards. There's a chance I buy all the Commander decks just because they're cool, and ne- yeah. never play them. And also, there are collector versions which I kind of hate. Yeah, I was about I was about to say you'd have a, you have a choice there. Which ones are you going to get? You get the regular or the collector? Yeah, where the collector one is just they're all foil. <laughs> yeah, so they they have a <laughs> collector's edition with a unique universe beyond frame, uh, and they come fully foiled with never before seen special surge foil. Yeah, which I guess because I imagine there's going to be reprints in there, so there might be some sweet foil reprints in the decks, which would be cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's the fancy version you can buy for way more money if you want, I suppose, but. Yeah, these are these are going to be cool, and I'm probably I'm definitely going to buy yeah. the Tyranid one just because I want to own it, and there's a chance I buy all of them just because they're a cool product. Um, but I mean, at least with the the foil commander decks, you won't have any marked cards because they'll all curl the same way. <laughs> they'll all be warped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole deck will be warped, <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I was excited when they announced it, and like seeing some of the cards now just it gets me more excited about it. Even though I, I'm never going to yeah. play a game with any of these cards. <laughs> Yeah, same. I think I think really what we're what we're seeing with this this whole thing, this whole announcement, and I guess the way Wizards of the Coast has been operating recently is is it's kind of like late stage capitalism in in full effect. Like, not every product is for you, but there is a product for you. There's something for everyone. Not everything is is for you. Yeah, it's late stage capitalism, but they put cool things I like on it, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm, I'm... but. I'm less likely to critique it because I like 40k. But yeah, like you're so you're you're somebody who likes to foil out decks. If there's a a card with a foil that hasn't hasn't been foiled before, here's another avenue where they can reprint an old card which has never had a foil version. Stick it in the collector's edition. Yep. There we go. You could purchase that. Just yeah, there's just there's just so much choice, and not everything is for you, but there will be something for you. Yeah. I mean, it's like this thing. I. I We'll get onto this as well with all the other announcements we have. But there are so many products, and I hate that, and have been vocal about how much I hate how many fucking products there are. But at least the products yeah. are cool, and you can see who would buy them and like what they're for. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm far less against there being a fucking deluge of all these products when some of them are so cool and so desirable to so many people. They're not just shitting out foil cards. Like, collector packs aren't great, but these products were like you can buy a foil version of it's sure so many so many it's going to spend way too much money on buying all the commander decks in foil and that's yeah. fine and there's still a normal version so that people have access to the cool cards even if they don't want to spend loads of money so yeah i'm i'm very excited about this it's very cool yeah same 
I yeah again not products I'll be purchasing but I love they they, they exist yeah cool next up then let's go for something which I am a bit more interested in that is a Double Masters 2 yeah there's a lot to talk about with this one uh, we've seen like I don't know five cards maybe so far from the <laughs> yeah, set yeah. and there's already <laughs> there's already so much so much to talk about uh, so we got the uh, the packaging which looks really cool you've got Liliana you've got uh, Animati on the, on the box there there also appears to be Manavolt on the box as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Really, really cool. Why is it Aminati? Why are we just getting... I mean, I think Aminati's a cool character. I'm also very excited for there to be an Aminati card that isn't uh, illustrated by Seb McKinnon. Um, but mm. Aminati isn't a planeswalker that really has any lore. She was just the face of a commander deck and had a card. Aminati's Augury, yeah. and that was it. Um, and the reprint isn't going to be desirable at all whereas at least like a, a Liliana the Last Hope actually has some value and some playability in some formats um, why, why is it Amanati? It's a very strange choice I mean she's a cool character and I'm yeah, excited to learn I... more about her and I hope that we get like her in a standard set or something so we can actually learn about her but it seems like a very strange choice to me Yeah that's it, I, at this point I have no idea but maybe there'll be story to go along with the set maybe, yeah. maybe we'll find out a bit closer to the time so we have that, we have regular draft boosters, uh, we also have collector boosters this time, so so far no VIP edition. Uh, but now we have collector boosters, uh, we have collector booster box which contains four booster packs. <laughs> <laughs> Seems wild. <laughs> booster box contains four yeah. booster packs. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean it's fine, like VIP boosters ended up being a great thing, I think. Uh, like I've I've never felt worse yeah. than, than I ever have like opening a booster pack I've never felt as bad as I did sure. when I opened a VIP pack you... and like I made I made my money and then then some but it was just an awful experience knowing that I'd spent £100 on well less than £100 because I managed to get it cheap on an early Amazon deal yeah well, um, it's the thing it still felt awful <laughs> yeah I, I just don't I, I, I kind of hated most of the arguments against VIP boosters it was like because it's, it's this like there's always the thing with with magic cards being worth money is that the main thing people want like the dream scenario is you want a version that's worth two dollars and then you want a version that's worth two hundred dollars that you can open and sell yeah. to people and yeah so, so if, if you don't want the stupid super fun foil versions don't buy a hundred pound booster pack yeah. Like, it's a choice you've made like it sure it oh, feels bad 100%. opening but, like people will complain about oh these VIP boosters are shit like, why did you piss away a hundred pounds then why didn't you just buy yeah. £100 worth of reprints from Double Masters and get your uh, good cards that you wanted, Mana Crypt or whatever, rather than yeah, exactly. buying the boost packs? Very stupid. And I mean, collector boosters exactly. fill a whole. I, I, collector boosters for us have been have been good. Like, people will just. Because I mean, £20, if you're playing. Uh, if you're in a hobby like Magic the Gathering, you probably have some kind of disposable income, and people will just throw a collector booster on their order, like for £20, and just roll the dice. Uh, and they're a little bit more yeah. exciting than just buying a couple draft or set booster packs. Uh, people in the store would just be like, yeah. oh sure, it was payday today, I'll grab a couple collector packs because they're fun. Um, and I I, th- I think they've gotten better recently as well with some of the things that they did with like the like the Hidetsugu. Like yeah. putting like the chase, like the real, real chase cards in them. I, th- I think it's definitely something they've gotten a bit better as time has gone on and they're sort of For sure. still figuring out some of these products. Yeah, and we'll have to see whether the the uh, Double Masters two collector packs end up being good value, but I imagine they will be. 
Um, I assume they will be, yeah. From from things that have been leaked from relatively reasonable sources, I assume that they're, they're going to be, you know, quote-unquote worth it. But, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, foil, borderless, force of worlds from Dove Masters 1, it's still crazy money. And we're a good thing to open. Yeah. All of them, apart from, like, Meddling Mage, the RIP Meddling Mage, yeah, have, yeah. have gone up in price and are like, if you compare them to the rest of the cards, probably hold their value now in terms of how much you pay for a boost pack. Guess, guess what I opened? <laughs> it was a Meddling Mage. It was, yeah, but it was also sort of Fire and Ice as well, oh, so, okay. you know. Yeah, I mean, we opened a lot of them just because we had a load of backstock, I'm not sure, we'll just, no, no one's buying these at the time. Like, if we yeah. held on to them and were selling them now, we'd probably make a profit, but like, just open them and yeah, try yeah. and win the Force of Will, Jason Mind Sculptor Lottery. Um, you know, open a lot of Expedition Maps and Tron Lands that weren't worth a lot of the time, but now they're like 30 quid each, which is, you know, a fine return when you also get the other rares that are in the packs. Yeah. So yeah, the collector pieces will probably be good. I imagine, I, I believe, the cost price is going to be the same as a regular standard set collector box, which is like 200, 250 pounds. So yeah, from from what we've seen from like pre-orders and Amazon pre-orders, it it, it looks like it's going to be around two hundred dollars for a for a collector box, which puts the the booster packs to like fifty dollars each. So yeah, it's like roughly three times yeah. the price of a regular standard collector pack, which is fine because yeah. that's roughly the price of a double masters compared to standard booster pack, I guess. Yeah, but potentially half the price of a, of a VIP booster, so yeah. there you go. It's, it's, it's going to look like great value, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just keep manipulating the numbers and changing what words mean, and everything looks yeah. like a good deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll be fine. Collector boosters have been good, and like they've crushed the price of foils, which is kind of a shame, but also kind of fine, because it just means there are accessible copies of fun versions of cards available, and then you have the, like, the extended art stuff, which means there's still chase stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine with it. But yeah, four, four, four pack collector boxes is a weird. It's not really a booster box, is it? It's a box of yeah, four not boosters. really, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the cards that we've seen so far are pretty good. So we have the release promos. So obviously, the, like the gimmick is is the, the double rares and or mythic skin. Uh, so we have two release promos. We have Weathered Wayfarer and Bring Delight. Both have got brand new art. Uh, Bring Delight, especially, is a really nice bit of bit of art by Mark Poole. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, they are in the set in their regular regular art. Uh, they also have foil etched versions as well, which yeah, they look fine. They do the job. Uh, and then we have also seen some more exciting cards. I think uh, we have seen Liliana, the Last Hope. So Liliana has three different arts and four treatments so there's a regular one there is a borderless one uh which looks very nice we have a foil etched one and there's a texture foil treatment on the borderless one as well yeah it's cool i mean it's which, it's, uh... it, it, it's it's cool it's it's i i am a little concerned about it in terms of of having textured cards um you know, sure. Like, I'm sure not many people are going to be rushing out to stick these in their in their pioneer decks or modern decks or whatever. Uh, but I, yeah, I just I just worry about whether a textured card gives you an advantage in a tournament potentially if you can feel it, it feel it through a sleeve or if it's a different if it has a different hand feel to a, a non textured card then that's worrying. But yeah. it seems to be kind of the way Wizards of the Coast are going about things like. Let's do over-the-top releases, things that people will buy, rather than 
support the integrity of our tournaments. Yeah, well, we have this, this is some conversation that's happening with the, the Gilded Foils from Streets of New Capenna. Which yeah, look yeah. incredible. Yeah, they're like th- so nice in person. Um, they're like slightly thicker than a, a regular Magic yeah, card, the, right? Yeah, the, the Gilded bit on the border is a little bit embossed. So like, if yeah. you just run your finger along it, you can feel the, the Gilded bit. But like in a sleeve, it makes basically no difference. And I mean, foils are thicker than regular Magic cards. Like if if you have done it enough and you're playing single sleeve cards, you can feel when you're drawing a foil. Like it's it, yeah. like you know, the, there's a whole thing with like weighing packs to see which ones have foils in, which is kind of nonsense. Yeah, but like yeah. that, there is a difference, and like you can feel the difference between a foil card and a non-foil card. So like this isn't much different. And if I mean also if your opponent watches you Hopefully. like gently rubbing on the face of your card before you draw it they're probably going to call a judge anyway because you're just being weird so, yeah that's true that so yeah true. I don't think it makes too much of a difference I, from the the one photo we have um, of this textured Liliana it looks like it's very very minimal anyway and will probably just like feel a little bit cool and then you'll put it in a double sleeve and never notice it again yeah, yeah, most likely, most likely. Yeah, I mean, it's a foil, so it'll curl, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, t- curling. <laughs> it's going to look like a Pringle anyway. Yeah, c- curling is still much more of an issue than uh, than like textured or embossed cards or whatever. Textured. And currently, that is that is true. So yeah, other than Liliana, we have Renan Six. Uh, it's getting its first proper reprint. Um, obviously, it was in the list, but that didn't really count back then. We knew this was coming, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So when they announced Double Masters Two. Uh, Renan 6 is one of the arts that they showed for it. So yeah, we, we knew Renan 6 was coming. Uh, so Renan 6 has a regular art. It has a foil etched regular art. And then there's the borderless one, which just looks absolutely incredible. Yep, uh, I, might be one of my favourite bits of magic art. I like, fucking love this art. It's incredible. Like the f- Truly amazing. The front-on version, the front-on view of, of, of Renan 6. It's kind of a little bit jarring, but I just the art style is incredible. It, lo- it looks so good. I think the thing with a lot of old yeah. arts is that, like, Especially with something like Renin Six, which you know is one of the most played modern cards, is like you spent so long looking at the regular art that as soon as you see any other different art, you're like, "Oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> it looks so different." But yeah, I genuinely love this yeah. art. It looks, it looks mm. amazing. Maybe, maybe I think, I mean, I, I can look at the on the last Taupe arts, and I'm I'm not fussed about any of those arts. I think the original one is a lot better. But this this Renan Six is, is there's something really special about this art. I absolutely love the style. I love the colours they've used. It kind of reminds me of like Swamp Thing a bit. Yeah, um, it really does. The, yeah, the the Vertigo Runner of Swamp Thing, Alamo Swamp Thing, which looks very similar to sort of the the colour scheme of the covers for that. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Like it's it's really giving like like a limited edition comic book cover. Yeah, that's yeah. really like the, the impression yeah. that I get from from this. It's re- it's really that's the thing. I think yeah. Now that you say that, like I'm looking at the the Liliana and the the Cosa, like that we'll talk about in a second, and like I like those arts, but like this one's really striking to me for whatever reason. I, that's it. Yeah, it's one. like oh, they're cool, but like that that it looks special. It feels special. Big big fan of this for sure. And I guess then yeah. Next one we have is Cosalic Butcher of Truth. Uh, again, it has a regular one, a foil etched with a regular art, and then a borderless art uh, with sort of like almost kind of like sketched like H.R. Geiger almost like Junji Ito style art going on and yeah. it's cool it is really cool definitely definitely like it a lot um, I, again I don't know if I like it as much as I do that Renan 6 but it's really cool I, I kind of really get, like seeing the Eldrazi imagined that way yeah it, like you said it's very Junji yeah. Um but yeah that kind of like harsh lines and 
I don't know, again, like, I've spent so long looking at the, the, the regular art for Cosmic Butcher of Truth, and this is so different. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just love Eldrazi, generally. I love any interpretation. Yeah, Eldrazi. They are, hands down, my favourite villains in, in well, quote-unquote villains in Magic. But, yeah, I, I really like this this interpretation, where you can see, like, the like the different layers of, like, Kozlek's, like, I don't know, like, insides. You can see, like, the muscle and, like, the skeleton and all of the bits and all of the distortion going on and it, it, it's really cool it's a really really nice piece of art it really looks like, uh, like stuff under a microscope yeah yeah like you see all the horrible little layers and carapace and stuff it's really cool I love yeah. this art a lot and, and it's also a, a great reprint I hope we get all the Eldrazi like we did with uh, Modern Masters 2 that's it like it, it's not confirmed at this point but I, I would I would assume so and yeah I I mean if I was a a gambling man I would put good money on the other two Eldrazi being in this and yep. I, I think I'll definitely get that weird jarring feeling from uh, from Emrakul I think uh, the promised end when that gets different art in this set I'm like hmm yeah I'm kind of hoping that we get promised end the Emrakul promised end and Unamoxesis hunger because those are yeah. like actually playable cards that like they're actually cards that deserve a reprint I think because like, yeah. Infinite Gaia, like, yeah, sure, definitely. it's expensive because it's an Eldrazi, but it's the least played Eldrazi Titan. Whereas Emrakul yeah. Promised End is very, very playable in Pioneer currently, uh, and is seeing some play in Modern. Uh, and Emrakul the Aeon's Torn has had enough reprints that it's not, it's the cheapest Eldrazi Titan by quite a lot. And then obviously Caesar's Hunger yeah. is just like so expensive. Um, yeah. So yeah, getting it definitely, of definitely to reprint. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's. Yeah, so that looks cool from what we've seen so far. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll love it. Master sets are all, well, yeah. Eight out of ten of them are incredibly good. No, I loved Iconic Masters. It was really good. Masters <laughs> 25 was so good. I mean, uh, Masters 25 had a had a lot of stuff in it that I, I, I liked. There was a lot I liked about that set, but uh-huh. definitely was a bit of a bit of a feel bad when you compare it to just a regular modern Master set. But, you know, they, they learned their, mess, their lesson. Double Masters was fantastic, and maybe I'll get a draft this one. Yeah, I'm hoping we can run some drafts of this. I'm very excited. Yeah. Cool. Next up, then, uh, I guess we we talk about the the release schedule. So we got a big reveal for the 2022 to 2023 release schedule. Uh, we have Dominaria United coming out on the 9th of September, which is very exciting because that is my birthday. Oh, amazing! So, sick. I don't know. I'm sure birthday, I'll do something for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredibly exciting. Uh, return to Dominaria on my birthday. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Excellent. I'll do something for it, definitely. Uh, and then we have November 18th, we have the Brothers War in this uh, this 80s new wave of British heavy metal font. <laughs> it's very Iron Maiden. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, and then quarter one, we have, uh, obviously they're all code names at this point, we have code name Lacrosse. Uh, quarter two, we have Marathon, and we also have Marathon Epilogue interesting possibly or some sort of specialist draft product or uh, who yeah, knows maybe. who knows maybe it's double feature too everyone loves double feature yeah, let's could go be. <laughs> could be uh, we have in quarter three codename netball and quarter four codename offroading so we don't know what any of those sets are going to be at this point uh, would as- assume given the way that the story is going Phyrexians are going to be involved somewhere along that timeline yeah where exactly who knows? But yeah, we've got a packed release schedule coming out next year. Yeah. 
also worth noting that that that's just standard set so there's nothing there's no other supplementary products there's no lord of the rings set on that but we do know that will be releasing next year yeah. so we have five five or i guess at least four possibly five standard sets next year yeah i mean i'm hoping one of them is new phyrexia I've yeah. been excited to return to New Phyrexia since the whole thing with Ashiok planeswalking to find the Phyrexians. So, yeah, and obviously yeah. all the Praetors returning on random planes, so I'm very excited. Yeah. And on top of that as well, they announced that on August 18th this year, uh, they're going to be streaming a an event called Wizards Presents, which is going to be covering a lot of magic stuff, like Dominaria United, a lot of D&D stuff. Uh, and they said expect big cool stuff as a way to kick off Magic's 30th anniversary. Big cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Big cool stuff is uh, verbatim 30... from Blake there. Amazing. I love Blake. Uh, 30 years. That's a long last time for this it game is. to still be yeah. thriving. Yeah. I... Wild. Absolutely wild. I mean, it's just, it's just I think... Games Workshop in this space at this point, right? That have been running these kind of things for this long. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the Pokemon company isn't too far behind, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, products that almost exclusively exist on the tabletop. Because, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, Pokemon sure. gets yeah. carried by all sorts of different media, but... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, for, for a physical card game that involves you sitting across from a person and putting pieces of cardboard on a table to be existing in the year 2022 after 30 years of running is, is kind of incredible, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see some really cool things um, next year because of that. Celebrate the special 30th anniversary. Master's 30, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Please no. Don't give me a bad yeah. Master's. Double, double iconic Masters. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we also got some cool promos to talk about as well. So they're bringing back the Love Your Local Game Store um, promo. Whee. Uh, where... Yeah, they've done some cool things over the past couple of years. Uh, they've done some new cards of old frames, and that's what we're seeing. Well, sort of what we're seeing again. We're seeing, a, I guess, an old card, but with new art and the old frame, sort of. Uh, we have Sol Ring. Sol Ring is the Love Your Local Game Store promo card this time. So if you spend $50 on sealed magic product in the store, you get a promo Sol Ring while stocks last. Yep. Uh, I, Yeah, it's great. We can never print Sol Ring enough, really. Yeah, and this is like a nice middling version. Um, it is. I think the... For me, it's a little jarring seeing the new art on the old frame like that, especially since like the old Sol Ring art is so iconic in itself. But it, it's a cool card. Uh, it's definitely definitely a good way to get your commander players to be spending lots of money in store, which I'm sure they would do anyway. It's very cool to have like the original um, Mark Teden art. Right, and he did original soaring, did he? Yeah. Uh, we have the, D- the yes. DCI yeah. promo of that in the the Mirrodin new border, and now we have yeah, this, this yeah. art in the uh, the original border, which is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, so this is the same as the the Fable Passage that we had. Um, it is. Yeah. We still have like fifty copies of that Fable Passage because <laughs> not enough people spend money in the store on sale product. Uh, <laughs> we mainly sell singles, but. Uh, so I imagine we'll have shitloads of these sol rings. But I, I hope they do the um, like the the old border thing, like dig through time, goblin guide thing again. Because that's yeah, because people yeah. were just. I mean, we ran out of goblin guides very quickly. Uh, but those yeah, were, those were really cool. Um, I, I did like how everyone can only have one copy of each. So okay, great. So we have like thirty regulars, and then like twenty ancillary people that will turn up like once a month. 
and then they've had one of each and we still have like 50 of each left so Ooh, I'm nice. <laughs> gonna just give them out more <laughs> people can yeah, have two I mean, goblin guides if they want two goblin guides they're all pretty good cards as well so yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, it's very, I the hope longevity on having those will be good I mean, it, I think it yeah, genuinely make a, made a market difference to how many people turned up to uh, FMs yeah. and stuff because they knew they were getting like a bonus of Citadel um I mean, it's like or dig through time or something. Yeah, it's like when you remember when uh, Fatal Push was the FNM promo. Yep, I remember very well. We consistently the entire time that was the FNM promo had like forty people turn up to FNM, and then as soon as it moved yep, to same as here. soon as it moved to a shit card, <laughs> it really really uh, fell off a cliff in terms of attendance. Um, yeah, 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 like we had ex- exactly the same situation. Yeah, I mean this is this is kind of nice because I mean Wizards clearly don't really give a shit about local game stores because they can just make more money off target and amazon and secret layers um yeah. and this is just basically throwing breadcrumbs at this point but it's nice to have something that just like an incentive for people to actually go to a store especially after two years of people not going to stores yeah definitely definitely yeah that's cool uh and then yeah speaking of stores sticking with stores we have the store championship promos so the upcoming store championship promos have been released we have the participation one which is flame slash which that's fine uh it's a nice not quite full art. What what do you call this this treatment? Textless? Not textless. No, I don't know. It's like kind of borderless, but like it's not. Uh, there's definitely a border. It's it's full art, but then there's also a transparent text box. This is what I would call extended art. So like extended art me means yeah, like yeah. the ones where the the art goes out of the side of the card. So that's what extended art cards yeah. are. But this is extended art to me because the art extends into the text box, but it still has a text box. Yeah, it's yeah. cool regardless. Yeah, it's cool. We have the participation one is Flame Slash. Uh, the top eight is Archmage's Charm, which Sick. that's absolutely fantastic. Love that. Uh, and then the the first place is Dark Confident, a textless version of Dark Confident. It's very funny that the top eight one is uh, more valuable than the winner one, <laughs> or will be at least. Uh, I knew. I I don't know. I mean, textless. I mean, Bob is incredibly unplayable these days but yep. it is a textless version yeah, yeah, I'm sure there won't be that many of I'm them. sure this version will be worth more than the Art Mage's Charm right but with the last yeah, yeah. we had Arbor Elf Collector Company and uh, Wormcoil Engine Wormcoil Engine so like, yeah. obviously Wormcoil Engine is worth more money than a, than a Collector Company and obviously that version would be worth more and whatever um, but it's yeah. very funny that Art Mage's Charm is the real one here <laughs> it's the real draw <laughs> yeah yeah well, they, they did that with the, the most recent one as well where like Skyclave Apparition was yeah. the, the top 8 promo yeah we've, we've just uh, organised our game day um, we're doing it well we were doing a Pioneer winner box for which there are still tickets available um, that we're just going to turn into game day because we just got the game day promos so we, we don't want to organise nice. another event because we're already organising quite yeah. which is cool which I probably should have mentioned at some point but we're organising like non-FNM events quite regularly now which is very very cool and people are turning up and it's nice to have Paper Magic being a thing again in the store um, yeah totally uh, but yeah the people are just excited about owning a Skycap apparition and don't really care about winning the all-seeing arbiter <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't even know that that card existed. Right? No one did. It was, a, it was a promo. I was like, what? What's this? Okay, sure. A commander card. Skyclave operation there. Yeah, Skyclave operation. Yeah. which is a, a very very playable pioneer and uh, I guess a little bit modern currently card. So. Yeah, you can play it in Pioneer Modern and Legacy. Like it's yeah, it's a very exactly. it's a fantastic card. And the art's really sweet. Um, the art on it. Yeah, the art is really nice as well. Yeah, that's 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 what you want to win. Yeah, you want a top eight so you can get a Kaiko version, <laughs> and then you want a top eight the next door champ so you can get an Art Major Charm. I really, yeah. I really like the Art Major Charm, like Teferi with the staff. 
I, it I is, think, yeah, it is very nice, and it. I think I'm one of the last people left who isn't massively oversaturated on Teferi. I've got all the time in the world for Teferi. Oh, I, oh, it's the same. I love... Give me any Teferi. I, I'd love to. I very much love Teferi. Even four mana Teferi Time Raveler is good enough in my eyes. <laughs> Even four mana 25 different versions Teferi from Core 21 was was fine. <laughs> Just yeah. show, me, show yeah. me more Teferis. <laughs> 100%. Hundred percent. Whew! All right, where now? I feel like there are still there is still more to talk about, right? I think we we've covered the. Bulk oh, we have, we have I think we've. we've I think we have covered the bulk of it. Yeah, I think I think the only thing really to have to talk about is is Explorer. So since we last uh, since we last did a podcast, they've launched a new uh, a new format on Magic Arena. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't uh, it? They, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Whenever is, we're not yeah. paying attention, there's a new uh, format. Yeah, they've said that you know they sort of understand the error of the ways a bit now, and that they are actually going to bring full pioneer. But to do that, they have to do a bit of a in between format first that doesn't have any digital cards affecting it. So they've given us Explorer. So Explorer is uh, it's all of the cards that are in Pioneer that are, are on Magic Arena. So it doesn't have any of the any of the the alchemy cards any of the the modified cards or any of the cards from sort of jumpstart or anything it's just if it's pioneer legal if it's on arena then it's in the format uh there is a band list and yeah since the format was created and now there have also been two bands in the format so <laughs> it's yeah uh i yeah i i could could see this coming a mile off and i assume it'll be something that might happen in pioneer as well so we had tipple's trickery was banned um still a bit confused about this one i didn't see that card get played once um yeah they've said that it was too good even with without having throws of chaos which yeah fair enough um tibble's trickery is not a mainstay a pioneer player so i assume it'll be unbanned when full pioneer comes to a, to arena yeah but the other one that got banned was uh we're not a joiner of forces um because yeah that that because of Explorer's sort of smaller card of Poonal and Pioneer currently, there are a couple of hate cards that just don't exist. Uh, it's more difficult to deal with. The meta's very different, and it, it very much just became just play Winotta. I built a Winotta on my deck, deck myself, uh, and I got to Mythic in a couple of days, and it it just felt like cheating. Like It did not feel like magic. It felt like cheating. Um, yep. 100% was the right call to ban it. I think they should probably just do it in Pioneer as well. Yeah. I, I think, I think the the thing that we're seeing on Arena is it is is just a, an oversaturation of people playing Winotta decks um, that you don't see on Magic Online because far more people play on Arena than they do Magic Online, and it's very difficult to get snapshots of what Pioneer looks like in paper because we still really haven't had any big Pioneer tournaments at all. Um, everything happens at the local game store level. I think if it came to a pro tour, you would see every not everybody, but you'd see a hell of a lot of people playing We're Not Dead X and the card's just too good. I think it was a mistake. Yeah, I mean the card's like 20 euros now, which is wild. Um, yeah, yeah, I think this might be this might herald uh a potential ban in Pioneer, but like you say, we have to wait until the big. Talk. You, I think you can ban it now because we just don't have the data. Like 
sure people are probably yeah you don't have the data sure people are probably coming, uh, crushing FNMs whatever with them <laughs> uh, with with Winota but we don't have a big tournament yet and I imagine once we have a Pioneer Pro Tour uh, or equivalent and we see everyone crushing with Winota they'll probably make a move but like I said like he doesn't have the same card pool as Pioneer yet so there's there is cards yeah. that are missing that are able to deal with the with the deck um I mean, it's, it's, it's just weird, anyway, like, Arena, and, and to a certain extent, Magical Mine, uh, the metagames are very, very different to paper. Yeah. There's people playing different things, and, like, there are things that you can't play as well uh, on Magical Mine or Arena that you can play a lot more easily in paper, where you can shortcut things and, like, physically manipulate your cards and demonstrate loops and whatever. Um, but, yeah, I imagine once, uh, once we get to actual Pioneer on Arena, once it's no longer Explorer... Um, that the banners will be unified. I hope. I hope we don't have an arena, yeah. an, an arena pioneer banners. That would suck. But. Yeah. No. Full full pioneer is is coming to arena. Um. Which is it's about time. Like I feel like arena is going to have too many formats on it by the time they do get that. Yeah. But it it should have been what they were working on in the long run anyway. Um. Yeah. Scrap alchemy and all that. But it, yeah, it's wild. Like you've got cards that are like banned in pioneer that are still. Like legal in, in Explorer, and you got cards that are banned in Explorer that are legal in Pioneer. Yeah, it's because they're very different formats, right? It's wild. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. They are di- different formats currently, but it's like, I don't know. It just felt wild that oh, you can just just play Omnath, like cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that'll change as well. You never know. But um, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very different. It's very different. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is incredibly different. But yeah, Magic feels like it's back, like properly, properly back now, which is it's good. We're seeing like abundance of play across everything. We're seeing game days happening now. We're seeing like I mean, I I attended a draft and probably will attend another one relatively soon. Like, yeah, it feels like it's back. It feels like like the the world is finally finally healing, at least in in, in this part of the world for now. Yeah, whether that's the right call or not, who knows? But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, we we ran a modern winner box with like 22 people and it was great and then we're running a pioneer winner box we've got a legacy winner box coming up there are more axiom events happening you've got command fests coming up and stuff like it's very much just full force back to paper magic yeah. which is what we all wanted really so no yeah. complaints here no although although there may be some complaints here i did realize we have <laughs> we have missed one thing uh an announcement when they sort of revealed Dominary United we got a nice new piece of key art we oh, get to yeah. see Khan and Joda uh, with the Weatherlight uh, and yeah they announced that with Dominary United we were going to have uh, draft boosters we're going to have set boosters we're going to have collector boosters and then we're also going to have jump start so Dom- starting from jump st- from Dominary United every set is going to have a jump start booster that's that's pretty wild, right? Is it a jump start booster or is it like a full set? It's a so it's a full set of jump start. With every set? Yeah. Fucking Yeah, why? each each new each each new set going forward from Domino United is gonna have its own jump start set. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're just gonna stop stocking like, this I... stuff. And and we just not we don't have the money to buy all this stuff and then not sell it to anyone because no one wants to buy it. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Why did you I jump start with every set. So I, I, I can definitely see the hole it fills. I think Jumpstart is an absolutely fantastic new and casual player product. Um, 
you know, it was what we were talking about the other week. We were saying, like, when one of my friends has recently gotten into magic and it was incredibly difficult to, like, give him a recommendation of a place to start. Like, there was no introductory product. There's no, like, right, you can buy this and you can play a game of magic with this. I think Jumpstart absolutely solves that problem because the, there's nothing too overly complicated any of any of the cards and you just buy a couple of packs smash them up there you go here's magic this is what the game's like here's some interesting cards you'll have some fun with this and it's a relatively inexpensive cost much more easier to grok much more representative of magic than a something like a commander deck would be yeah so i 100 percent see the space that this product fills i see the you know i see the problem it solves but yeah, every set is going to have draft boosters, set boosters, collector boosters, and jumpstart. And commander decks. It's a hell of a lot. Yeah, and commander decks. Yay. What a, it's a hell of a lot of product. What a time to be a retailer. Yeah. Like, at this point, I'm, I, I genuinely think we're just going to stop stocking some of this stuff. Because we just we have so many commander decks left over already that, like, I'm now going to have to have jumpstart. Like, we, we don't even sell all the boosters we buy. Like all the yeah. set boosters, whatever to, to people, we still have loads left from, you know, Innistrad Midnight Hunt or whatever. So like we've also got Jumpstart boosters, unless they make them like incredibly enticing and they all have, every, you know, every standard Jumpstart set has an Alice or a Shepherd in it, <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Then it's not going to be worth stocking this stuff. We'll just have to tell people to go elsewhere because we're not buying this stuff just to sit on it to lose money on it because it's not selling. It's just way too much product. Like this is, it's been a thing for a while that they're releasing too much product. But okay, people are getting used to buying the set boosters and the collector boosters. And okay, the commander decks are kind of interesting, and we'll buy a small supply so that people can have them. But like and jumpstart boosters, it's just so much. It's too much. Yeah, that's it. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like that, you know, not every product is for you, but there is a product for you. It's like, and it all kind of makes sense. It is it. You see all the products next to each other, it very much feels like, oh, this is overwhelming, this is oversaturation of booster products, but then it's like, okay, well, draft boosters are draft, that's their intended purpose, that works fine. People just want to crack packs, well, you have set boosters for that. Uh, collector boosters, people like their fancy chase versions, that's the product for them. And then jumpstart boosters, it feels that, that new player introductory product really nicely. So I, I think each product does have its own avenue, but... Yeah, from a store or retailer perspective, it's there's so much to consider. There's so much to purchase. It yeah, it must be pretty awful. Yeah, and then we're also competing with like just buying good cards directly from Wizards of the Coast through Secret Layers, and yeah, yeah. competing with Amazon and you know stores in the US competing with big box stores that can sell it for much cheaper than LGSs. It's just a lot, you know. It's a bit shit. Yeah, like I was saying, Wizards don't care about LGSs. It's objectively true. Them them throwing us a few promos to run game day, so we get a few more. Seats filled is is not enough to combat the just the the, the fact they don't give a shit clearly yeah. uh, about about the lifeblood of their game you know but whatever whatever it started with arena it ends with Dominaria United Jumpstart and forty k Commander decks but whatever we'll keep going we persisted this far just, yeah. retailers will find a way yeah. through and yeah. I mean that's the thing we just don't care if, if stores shut down I genuinely don't think they care. Um, because they they continue yeah, to I mean, sell things. I, I'm sure I'm sure there I'm sure there are plenty of people at Wizards of the Coast that do. But oh yeah, I mean as a, as a company, like individuals at, for sure. At the same time, 
yeah, at the same time as a, as a as a company, as a, as a division of Hasbro, they have to keep making those numbers go up, right? Like you know, the Chris Cox, the former CEO of Wizards of the Coast, is now CEO of Hasbro. So yep. you know, obviously they they know how how much money their product is making Hasbro as as, as a business. Um, it's it's only gonna. It's only going to get worse, and people are going to continue to buy stuff because that's, I think that's just the the world we live in now. Unfortunately, so wild, yeah. absolutely wild. Whew. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get out this week? I feel like there's, there's been a lot. There's been a hell of a lot. No, yeah, I think I think that's actually everything. I think that's pretty much everything yeah. to cover. And next week there'll be no news, and we'll have uh, we'll have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. But <laughs> I think we've been everything. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, just just quickly. Dominaria United. We've got the uh, we've got Khan, Sisse, and Joda on the draft booster box, uh, along with the Weatherlight. On the set booster box, we have Liliana and Ajani on Dominaria. So that's interesting. And then the collector box, we have Braids. Um, I mean, not confirmed that it's Braids, but it is clearly Braids. That's not Sisse, right? It's uh, what's her face? Shana. Oh, is it uh, Shana? Shana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bra- yeah, we've got braids. It's definitely braids. I hope we get yeah, 100%. a braids card that we can actually play somewhere. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's either playable or like, just not broken. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. Braids is a cool character. Sweet. Yeah, no, I think we I think we've managed to cover everything. Uh what is everything we've talked about, you have to name one thing that you're most excited about. What would what would that be? Uh, uh... I don't know. For me personally, probably just the Tyranic Commander deck because it's cool. Nice. Um, but I mean, everything's. I'm excited about all the sets. I'm excited about uh, the Store Champs promos specifically, which is kind of yeah. cool. Like, I'm excited about Double Masters bringing down the price of stuff and being a cool set. I'm excited about, you know, playing all of these products in paper and having people in the store actually be able to draft some of these products that were, like, you know, when, when Double Masters first came out, we were excited about it, but we couldn't actually play with it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm excited for all that. I'm excited for everything. Uh, I'm not excited about Jumpstart. Uh, I'm not excited about all these like oversaturation products, but all these products look sweet. So I'm excited about everything. But yeah, the the Tyranny Commander deck is my is my main thing. <laughs> sweet, sweet. No, I think for me, hands down, it is that just incredible borderless Renan Six Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Hope hopefully I'll crack one of those in a draft, but we'll we'll see. I mean, I don't know, don't you know if it's in draft packs. I assume it will be, but <laughs> time will tell as we get closer to the set. Bodless cards tend to come in draft packs, yeah. I think for standard products, yes. Yeah, but, but the bodless. <laughs> Who knows? The, 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 the double masters bodless cards only came in VIP boosters. But now yep. boardless cards are different. See, this is what I mean. Moving the goalposts, so everything. Now boardless cards are different, and VIP boosters don't exist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah that that yeah. It's it was it's yeah. That's what I mean. Like moving the goalposts. It's all, is all different it's all calc- yeah, definitely. It's all calculated. They know exactly what they're yeah. doing. Cool. Well, yeah. Six weeks time, I'm sure we'll be we'll be going through the spreadsheet of where you can find what cards in Double Masters <laughs> too. PowerPoint presentation. Yep. Hell yeah. But for now, I think that's pretty much all we have time for. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. Come let us know your feelings on just on everything. Come let us know what you're hyped about. There's a hell of a lot going on. Uh, a load of cool stuff. You can get us on social media. On Twitter, we are at HFDcast. Facebook.com slash HFDcast. 
If you enjoyed anything in this episode, like leave back in monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash hour of devastation. Tiers start from as little as one dollar per pun for roughly 20 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manlink.com, where you can use promo code HOFD5 to get 5% of your whole order. If you want to follow me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf, that's over with an F. Facebook, Joe Loudon, and pretty much any of the magic groups. And I also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf. We've been having a lot of fun with Cube, we've been playing some Explorer on Arena. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun, it's a good time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GeneSneelo. Nice. I'm not really tweeting about anything specific, I'm just excited about magic again. It's Hell yeah! It's good about Magic: The Gathering because it's a good, it's a good game that I enjoy. <laughs> awesome! That's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. <laughs>